0: welcome back alchemist this is the wealth principles wealth principle 33 wealth principle 33 if you've never been on the wealth principles is one of my favorites in fact i talk about it all the time this is build your business to sell your business and profit now at first people hear this wealth principle and they say no way the whole point of building your business is cash flow we want cash flow the easiest way to get cash flow the best kind of cash flow is when you're invested in somebody else's business and they're doing all the work, that's what creates passive income. Who's heard of passive income before and wants some? Who wants to get that passive income and do less work? Hence, if that's true for you. Excellent, excellent. So in order to get there, we build the business. If you don't have any money, if you have money, buy a business. Hence, if for catching this, we buy or we build. So Wealth Principle 33 was not designed by me. I didn't come up with it, just like any one of the other Wealth Principles. They are not my idea. I simply distilled them down from the other books that I was reading, the coaches I was taking, the experience that I had from building multiple businesses. And as I put it all together, I was out in Las Vegas. Who's heard the story? I went out to Las Vegas 2018 with a bunch of books, with all my notes from all the different uh, coaching programs I've been through. And I distilled it down to 100 and something bullet points, 100 and something tips, strategies, principles. But I wanted something that I could use, something that I could use every single week, a principle that I could focus on so I could do one thing a week. And I knew that would be 52. And so I had to break some of these apart and tie them in together. And Wealth Principle 33 is a perfect example of one of those things that had to be combined. It's really two micro principles built into a solid principle. Build your business to sell your business and get rich. It's two. You must build a business To sell your business and get rich. So, wealth principle 33 is start your business to sell your business and get rich. Here are the six steps. Step number one, get a professional evaluation. You may say, Well, I don't have much of a business or I've only just started. Get it evaluated. You need to have a firm foundation, and the coach, the the evaluator, is going to tell you what this thing potentially could be worth. Step two, organize your financials. Now, in this evaluation, They're going to tell you, they're going to ask for two things. What did you do for sales this year, last year? And then what are you projected to do for sales coming up? They're going to need that information. So now that you've gone and gotten your appraisal, now you know what questions they ask on the appraisal. Then step three, my favorite step, increase your sales. (laughs) A business is based on its profits. It's based on how much it makes. So once you've gotten an appraisal understanding, the second step, you get your financials put in order. The only thing to change here is sales. You must increase sales. Hence, if you're already focused on increasing your sales, already doing it. Step number four, time your exit. There's a saying, you can't time the real estate market, but you can time your business. Don't wait to buy real estate, buy real estate, and wait. Don't wait to get into the stock market, get in the stock market, and wait. This is a philosophy of investing. With a business, year four is a very good year to sell because most businesses last seven years. So if you get to that sixth, seventh year, you're going to have a really good big business, but you might be puttering out. Your staff might be puttering out. There's only a handful. We call them the S&P 500. There's only a handful of businesses that really make it to that 25-year mark. In fact, the aristocrats of the stock market The aristocrats are companies that have consistently provided a dividend that has gone up every single year for the last 25 years. There's only a handful of aristocrats in the stock market. Out of 7,000 stocks, only a handful. Hence, can't be recognized. Most businesses just don't last. This is just truth. Now, year one sucks. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. Year one is education. Year two, you should have some systems built. If you really took your business seriously, you should have some systems built. You should certainly be profitable. You should be profitable in year one. You should be profitable in year two. You should be profitable in year three. There is no year. There's no excuse to have a year without profit. The only people who have years without profit are people who aren't thinking about profit first. That's silly. That's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. Sell your product before you build or create. It's another one of our wealth principles. Timing your exit, understand that year four is a great year because year three, you really are slamming. Year three, you've got systems built. You're really rocking and rolling. You know what you're doing. In year four, you scale like a monster. In year four, you're just adding that one client, that one component. Because by year three, you've got managers in place, so everything is scalable. We're catching this. Year four is a year to explode. That's also the year to lock down the sale. It makes a lot of sense to lock down a sale in year four. Step five, find a third-party business broker. You can absolutely sell your business to a friend. Totally do that. That's called selling off-market who here knows off-market's how we find deals. It's how we find discounts. Step five, find a third-party business broker. The reason we do that is because we make more money when we sell on-market. We buy off-market, we sell on-market. When you buy businesses, you buy off-market, you sell on-market. Just by getting more exposure, you make more money. You increase the value that you're going to be able to get for, for the business. Step six, qualify potential buyers. You've heard in this business, buyers are liars, right? we hear here in real estate. Well, it's the same thing in business buying. Are they actually capable of closing? Do they actually have the experience? Do they actually have good credit? Do they actually have uh, the ability to go and get a business line of credit to close on this deal? Seller financing makes it a lot easier, but think about it. This is your business. This is your baby. Are you going to sell this to a schmuck who just because they showed up and they got a pulse? You want to sell to someone who's going to take care of your employees, Someone's who's going to take care of your clients? You want to make sure that this, this business that you're selling lasts, right? And especially if you're doing seller financing, there's a chance that you might have to take this thing back over in the future. So you want to make sure that everything that you're doing is operating properly. These steps are things that you could take action on now. Right now, you could go out and you could handle making sure that your business is evaluated. Hence, if you know you could do this, even no matter what level you're at. So if you haven't actually started a business, then you know maybe not. But you can still call up an appraiser and ask for what is the standard process of getting something appraised. We're catching this standard process of the business I'm planning on building. Call up an appraiser and say, hey, what information would you need from me? And then tell them six months from now, I'm going to call you to go and you know get my business appraised based on whatever I do in these next six months. Who's watched the millionaire uh, undercover billionaire with Garrett Cardone and these guys? Who's watched it? Anybody? All right, here we go. My champions in that show, they're getting businesses appraised 90 days in 90 days into the game. They're getting their businesses appraised at a million dollars, five million dollars come on, step up your game. Step up the goals. If you understand how a business is valued, then you can go and build a valuable business versus just a business that pays you a couple hundred bucks, right? Who knows a couple of people who are just working hard to make like four or $5,000 a month in their business or less than that. I know a lot of people who say they just want $10,000 passively a month. That's great. That's a great goal. You know how to get that? You go and get 10% return on investment or 12% return on investment on a million dollars. That's going to get you $10,000 passive every single month. As we're going forward, lining up towards the summit, we've got 34 days to the 100 Millionaire Summit. As we get closer, I want you thinking about building your business to sell your business and profit. You may find business buyers at the summit. Hanson Cam, if you would buy a cash-flowing business, if it made sense. And if they sell or financed it. So you may find business buyers sitting in the room on the side of you, maybe in the front, because I know my VIPs are business buyers. All my VIPs are thinking about buying cash flowing opportunities. Thank you. we were working very hard to build millionaires. You know, we're on a mission to build 100 millionaires who are inspired to build 100 millionaires. I realized at some point I couldn't do it alone. I'm good. You know, I think every coach in the world thinks they're good. But I realized that even if I was great, even if I was the greatest, even if I was the best of the best, I was still only one person. I was still only one person with one set of stories, one set of skill sets. And it was going to take a lot more help in order to build as many millionaires as I wanted to build because I knew that 100 was a small cap. I thought, give me three, five years, I'll build 100 millionaires. What do I do after that? Once we started getting close, I said, I'm going to have to scale this in some way. And then Vinny Chopra messaged me and he said, I think we could go for a million millionaires. And I was like, Vinny, I I was scared when he said that. I'll be honest, because I knew he meant it. How do you even do it? How do you do that? It came to me later on from talking to Dorina that maybe I couldn't do it alone. We started bringing on help and we started sharing our whole platform, sharing our clients together, sharing our skills together. And building Alchemist Nation was something we did this year, but this was something we've been working on for the last three years as we've been building millionaires, building this process. Alchemist Connect was something that just happened in June. Finally, Ron and I have been working on building a CRM for four years, since 2018. We had our initial CRM for real estate agents and it just wasn't, it wasn't robust enough. It didn't do everything that they wanted it to do. And so we ended up discarding that and moving into other programs. This is a long-term vision. If you want to be successful in business, in your relationships, just in your physical body, you've got to make long-term commitments. You've got to decide to make long-term commitments. And then sometimes those commitments don't don't stick for some reason. Has anybody ever made a commitment and said, yes, I've decided I will be successful and I'm going to go do this thing. And then you don't do it right? Maybe we know people who've been through that. It's because of something called self sabotage, where we we don't follow through with the things that we say, or we know we should do. And fortunately, we know somebody who's really good at fixing this. You know that there's a professional, there's somebody, there's a specialist out there who is the specialist for fixing self-sabotage problem. The woman, the myth, the legend. So if you don't know her, she crushed it at the summit. Her talk was rated in the top two talks. Yes, I still believe that Mitch's light show, you know, really gets people excited, but it was what Heidi said in her talk. It was the passion she brought. It was the information. It was the knowledge that she brought to the table where people in the room could connect with something they'd never connected with inside of them. And I think that was one of the reasons that Alchemist Nation, this community exploded so hard this year and was able to grow so fast because of what you were able to release in them. So let's give it up for Heidi Rain.
1: So this morning I'm a firm believer in letting the right talk arise, right, by itself. And I've been doing a lot of contemplation and a lot of just sitting with, the, waiting for the right talk to arise. And I think it, I think it has. So I am so excited for this opportunity to share with you. You know, at the beginning, Walter, you said that you're like a synthesizer. You take all the information that you find and you boil it down to what you believe people need to know. And I have had a lifetime of overcoming my biggest critic, which is my inner critic, a lifetime of overcoming abuse and dysfunction and everything in my life. Like, you know, if you were there last year, that has attempted to drown me. You know, that old saying, everything that d- drowned me taught me how to swim. <laughs> so I look at all these things that have come together to make, what is what is this really, this concept? Well, it's becoming unstoppable. If you don't succumb to your own self-sabotage, you're unstoppable, you're unshakable. You're able to create the life with no real obstacle. It becomes more ease and flow, but there are five things that we need to know in order to live a life of flow and ease and grace. And that is the way of the warrior entrepreneur. And I am so excited to bring you, I was meditating on this this morning. I was contemplating it. And I just, I got excited by what came out. Now that's not always for me when you're living in this kind of collaborative space with the universe or God or whatever you call it, that you get a transmission. And I surprised myself with what came through. Okay. I, I was reading, I was like, Oh, that's good. Oh my God. Oh, that I want to hear that. Yes. I need to hear this. And anytime that you're going to give a talk like that, you want it to be something that you want to listen to.
2: I love it. I'm Let's like, give Christ. Heidi a big round of
1: applause. Oh, she's
0: She's in line with the universe, which means I got questions and I'm getting answers. So Heidi, I know last year you really dove deep into self-sabotage. And that was one of the words that once I, I started hearing it around the room, Like as we were like walking through the room, I, I was hearing people say "Like man, like Heidi's talking, like people were crying, like tears were shed and people were communicating with me that like they just were so aware that, oh my God, like the, the demons inside, like it was actually me, but also the solutions inside. What are some of the cues that a person might be self-sabotaging? Like, what are some of the, those hints?
1: You're not there. When you're self-sabotaging, it's really tempting to put the blame outside of yourself, right? So the minute that we say, well, how do I know if it's self-sabotage or if it's legitimate You know, obstacles that are in my way? Whenever we take this warrior path, the first thing that we do on the path is we assume 100% responsibility for our life, for everything in it, for all obstacles, for all overcoming. And there's a hint that you're self-sabotaging because you notice that you have a lot of blame. You tend to blame your circumstances. You tend to blame your rearing, your parenting, the examples that you had you blame the market you blame the opportunity if anything outside of yourself is a form of self sabotage now do i want you to be a glutton for punishment and and, and self abuse and 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 get into this thing where like well i'm responsible for everything so i suck and i've got to you know no but that personal responsibility is step 1 to empowerment and then when you realize that everything that you think is an obstacle is a construction of your own mind and your own belief system and the things that you've subscribed to maybe not intentionally, but certainly subconsciously, we all are running a program. You know, we wake up into a family dynamic or into a, a generational dynamic, you know, we read the script and we go, how do we do this play called life? And then we learn our characters and we learn our roles and we fall into these things. And it's easy to keep the blame outside of us and say, well, that's the way I grew up or I never learned this, or it's too hard for me, or it's people like me don't, or people like me have a harder time with, or nobody understands me. And we get stuck in that loop. And until we can say, it is all up to me, the way that I think the way that I feel. Now, are there some things out of our control? Is the universe a catalog? Is everybody on this call going to be a millionaire? No, I'm going to tell you right now, because here's the bad news. There are lots of people that want to be a millionaire and that's their will. That's their willpower. They have the will to do it. They have the will, but the will does not meet the skill. You know, There are people that want to do it, but they don't have the character that it takes to actually do it. So the will is there, but the character is not there. And then there are other people where the character is there, the discipline, the the, all of the things they need to master, but what's not there is the will. They don't want it. Those things, your skill and your will align with your personal destiny, meaning you want it and you're capable of it. Is everybody capable of it? No, not everybody is capable of it. And the reason for that is because some people are sheep and some people are lions and you have to know your nature. So it's not necessarily the millionaire, the money, it's the path that you take to get there. Some people are not on the right path for them. They're, they're wired. Like there's nothing wrong with a sheep and there's nothing wrong with a lion, but you have to know your nature and respect your nature in order to take the right path to get to where it is that you want to go because some of you some of the things that you're hearing aren't resonant with you they don't align align with your true nature it's not something you're going to do you're not going to go out go out and create a community you're not going to you know but you might be in somebody's community and make a big impact within that community and contribute within that community you have to know is what is your true nature and how do you align that nature to be in alignment with your will and your skill and then it's effortless then you're in this kind of like flow state where making money is easy and not just because it's passive, but because it's in a flow state. It's aligned with your true nature. It's aligned with what you're naturally gifted at. It's aligned in all those areas. And so everybody has the potential within them, but not everybody develops the character that they need to see it through. And that's I kind of this. what we're going to be talking about is that character. And part of, and one of the hardest things about character is looking inward. You have to be willing to take personal responsibility and that shift in mindset is a humongous shift for most people because it's easier to look outside of yourself, outside of yourself for motivation. Oh, Doug's gonna pump us up. Outside of yourself, which he's the best of the best, you know, outside of yourself for permission to do the thing you wanna do, outside of yourself for help along the way, you know, that someone's gonna hold your hand versus an internal decision, an intrinsic motivation, it's all up to me. And I need to make a commitment to this path of mastery If I am going to reach that status.
0: Imagine if we just focus on your character and we can (laughs) get that little piece fixed. We have the access. We have the greatest mentors. We have the greatest coaches. We have the greatest speakers. We have so much resources with just the internet. We're in the information age. It's character. Let's give Heidi a big round of applause. I am so thankful that character is something that Alchemist Nation is now able to take on Thanks to the skills and the years uh, that Heidi's been doing this. I
1: want to tell you this. Information is everywhere. And this is something else we're going to talk about at the summit. The right information is important. What you fill your mind with. Who knows, like we get bombarded, you wake up. And I I had a conversation with my husband the other day. Like I, I would wake up to TikTok and I would go, I would scroll and be like, this isn't something I was seeking. This information wasn't something I was seeking. Here I'm assaulted by somebody doing something stupid. And here's another assault of somebody else doing something. And I'm told what I'm supposed to input into my mind versus getting quiet and sitting and having contemplation and knowing what is already inside that wants, you know, creation before consumption. Inside of you is all this stuff longing to come out, ideas that you have, concepts, directions you want to go in. And but we're inundated when we pop open our eyes with what other people want you to think, other people want you to feel, other people want you to believe. So it's really a path oh, yeah. to mastery, to self-mastery, making you the CEO of not just your entrepreneurship, but of your life as well.
0: So let's give it up to Michael Shine, the keeper of the books, the holistic attorney. Mike, what is this week's book of the week?
3: I love uh, having the other coaches in here. I'm a huge fan of, of uh, Heidi's, and I'm also a huge fan of Doug's. They're They're amazing. Retire young and retire rich by uh, Robert Kiyosaki, is an amazing, amazing book. You know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it's another in the in the series. It just takes you to a whole nother level because Robert and his wife wouldn't take no for an answer. They didn't, people told them, go get jobs, do the W-2 thing, and they said no. They said, they. at one point, the two of them were sleeping in their cars and all their friends were like, you're qualified, go get a job, just go get a job. How many people have heard that? How many people said, you've got a dream. And everybody said, no, give up on your dream. You know, they call it golden handcuffs. Get that salary. You can do it. Every time I look at this book, two things resonate with me. The back of the book, the two of them are riding on horses. I don't know if your cover has that, but on the back, yeah, they're riding on horses on the beach. And it's like, it's just a lesson. And don't give up on your dreams and crush it. And it's a a great manual for how, how Robert and his wife did it.
0: Retire Young, Retire Rich has something really important. I wrote it down on the wall when I read this book for the first time. And that sentence was this. If you find me 10 years from now, I will be building businesses and buying real estate. If you ask me 20 years from now, what I, what I do to build wealth, I'll say the same thing. I build businesses and I buy real estate. This book is all about leverage. That's what he talks about. He talks about people leverage. He talks about emotional leverage. He talks about business leverage. He talks about money leverage. You got to build business and buy real estate. If
3: you're at a certain point in your life, you're a a W-2 employee and you're like, you come to Walter and say, I got to get the F out of my job. I am so sick of it. Cash flow Quadrant is going to resonate with you the most. So my question is, how do you kind of get in that flow state and you just have better self-awareness of, are you that lion or are you that sheep? And, you know, how to maximize who you are for becoming that millionaire.
1: Thurban, that's such a good question. I love that so much. So your daily walk has all the answers. It's not like you're going to have this massive epiphany one day where somebody's going to do the thing and you're going to go, ding, oh my God, oh my (laughs) gosh, it's revealed daily, but it's in fine nuances of what, so instead of you pulling something, Thurban, something is pulling you. Okay. Something is pulling you or something is pushing you. And so what you're talking about is where I say your will and your skill aligns with your personal destiny. And the personal destiny is that ease and flow part. The will and the skill are all the ego parts. That's where we're doing our work and we're, we're working as hard as we can, but the personal destiny is where we incorporate the universe, your higher power, whatever you call that into its plan for you. So instead of looking at the universe like a catalog and going, God is here, or the universe is here to fulfill 8 billion people's wishes, individual wishes on the planet. It's an idea of more aligned with, I'm here to fulfill that wish for me, the universe's wish for me. And in order to hear the universe's wish for you or your personal destiny, you have to be quiet enough to hear it. So that requires contemplation, that requires observation, that requires you walking through your life and noticing what is pulling you or pushing you. Now, in our modern society, Thurman, we have a problem because we are are a patriarchally driven push, 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 place, position, where the Western world believes that you need to push and overcome obstacles and crush it, where this kind of Wu Wei, which is an effortless Eastern philosophy way of looking at things, A Taoist philosophy of way of looking at things is when you are constantly being pushed away from something, it's too hard, it's too difficult. You try and try and try to climb, it's the wrong thing because life isn't meant to be difficult. An oak tree doesn't struggle to become an oak, an acorn doesn't struggle to become an oak, it just becomes the strongest and mightiest thing, doesn't need to struggle. And so that's the philosophy that we adopt is what's naturally pulling me, what I do and I enjoy and I feel ease and flow in is the path for me. And it's always the path of least resistance. The great masters don't constantly come. They use the path of least resistance. They use the resistance for them. They don't have to constantly overcome and push and push. If you're pushing, you're going to burn out. If you're pushing, pushing constantly, you're just not going to last. So it needs to have an element of flow. So what are you naturally drawn to and what are you naturally repelled by or what's repelling you and what's drawing you? So it's a daily spiritual walk. It's a cultivation of that warrior practice inside. Do you
2: have any suggestions or anything as far as exercises or sources that we can use to kind of help develop the mind to be able to counter those obstacles of that way of
1: thinking? That's a beautiful question. So everything that we do is has to come from this very first place, which is awareness. An observation. So the first thing we do is we become aware that we are thinking our thoughts and what the thoughts are that we are thinking. You're not always aware of the first thought that you think, but with this discipline of awareness of the thoughts you think, you can decide to replace or change that thought automatically. So you have to stay in awareness. Most people don't see because they don't look. You know, it's always there. The thoughts are always right there. So Eric, take an inventory of your thoughts.
0: Wolf Principle 33 has homework that comes with it. Go and do those steps. Do the work. Just reach out, find out what this business is appraised at, what this business could be appraised at or what it might be appraised, how to appraise. The only thing stopping you from building your business to sell your business is you. It's the decision to do it. Decide. Here's the fear that most people have is that, well, what if I don't have my business? such a part of my life. There will be another one. Don't you worry. With more money comes more businesses. With cash comes opportunity. We can't stay grinding forever. We can't stay hustling and working hard forever. At some point, we do have to shift over Like Heidi said, to this Taoist principle of let the energy now that you've stored up and built go and be used for somebody else who's willing to put out that that grind for a little while, bring on those partners, make room for your future self start visualizing your future self how you want yourself to be and recognize that you can't be grinding in this business forever it doesn't make sense. (laughs) <laughs> Doug, give us something fun. Give us some wisdom.
2: You, we've been listening to your wife. We love her. Like, what is it like living with Heidi? Living with, with Heidi is, is obviously a, an extraordinary blessing. And I will say, when we we look at manifestation and, and creating and, and visualizing and going in, into the that flow state, I would say that is how Heidi and I also sort of connected, where there was there was at the beginning some life resistance just because of where we were, the desired outcome of connecting and meeting and, and exploring. Like I never gave up on, she clearly never gave up on, but I guess it's very similar to, you know, creating the, that millionaire status. It's not about the money. It's about the lifestyle. It's about the creating, you know, how you want to live your life. And, you know, in large part, I can only speak for myself on this is that I like sort of designed that relationship, how I wanted to, you know, live. I wanted a partner that we could share a stage with that, you know, a a strong independent woman who was, you know, brilliant and insightful and spiritual and, and all of the things that Heidi is. I created that vision, so to speak, and then attracted it. Once I saw that in, in Heidi and we started to grow. It's
1: a real weird science kind of moment.
2: You're going to have people in your world give you the opportunity to give up. They're going to give you that opportunity for a wedge of discouragement, give you an opportunity to question your value and your ability and your, your place in the world. And obviously, I didn't let that you know assuage me by, by any stretch. But what you'll get out of the summit as well is not only some brilliant awareness around who you are and what's possible, you'll also gain those, those other skills. The, you're going to learn the tactical skills on how to do it, but also the strategic skills on how to manage yourself so that you don't allow that external stuff come in and prevent you from taking that next step to keep you moving forward to access that warrior within. Let's give Doug McGurk a
0: round of applause. I feel like I just got a taste of what's coming from the summit that's one of the commitments I've made while building everything that we're doing here to automate millionaires is we must leave the rope behind. We must leave free options. We must leave very low barrier entry options. We must leave small price point options. And we must also provide the ability for others to bring their friends in. And that's what we're doing with the 100 Millionaire Summit. Each mm-hmm. one of you has a spare ticket. If you already bought your tickets to the mentorship or you brought your tickets through the VIPs, uh, the VIPs get five. You're welcome bring your team bring your players because at this event and if you're somebody who has people that you want to inspire bring them to bring your investors because at this event we're going to be elevating you and we're going to be talking about you a lot and so the people who you brought in going to be looking at you as their opportunity as their leader maybe as the person they invest with because you're the one they know like and trust so make sure that you've premeditated the people that you want to bring to this event you've been intentional about reaching out and connecting and saying hey you we could go get drinks we go on a vacation together or we could take a trip to orlando and build our business together we can talk about doubling our income doubling our net worth together awesome cheers to your success we have a choice i always work with the best i'll see you next week i will see you at the summit i'm loving this one Play. <laughs> next week cheers <laughs>